0: Good people and inhabitants of planet Earth, both foreign and domestic, welcome to the Dura Human Paradox. I'm your host, Darius Riddick, and I would like to thank you for joining me in what is nominally the next stage of evolution for humankind. Whether you are new or you are old or somewhere in between, I'm grateful for all of you and your investment. Your investment of time and invaluable research of which we do not know how much we have at any given point. But to spend any of it here is 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 worthy for me to say that I will do my best to ensure that it is well invested on this day in history, as we formally do before every episode. In 1963, the Berlin Wall was opened for the first time. Now, for those of you unfamiliar with the Berlin Wall and the passage of the two and a half years, I suggest you go look it up because that's not what we're here to talk about. But I wanted to highlight this event because it is significant in the sense of if we cannot revisit the past we are doomed to repeat it it's like the the famous george santayana quote okay so to understand where we are today in terms of health to have any idea of where we're going we must understand where we have been to combine the principles and furthermore figure out ways to create a healthier society moving forward and by being here that is exactly what we are going to do. And today's episode is such a crucial part of that. Thank you. If you are listening to this, it it, it it you are going to do some tremendous things, okay? And this episode is going to be so important that I need you to save it. I need you to share it. I need you to start. I need you to put it in your pocket, to, to talk to a friend about it, to spread it like wildfire, okay? Because... It's it's something about this topic that is applicable to every single individual out there. It doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter what stage of of prepubescence or post maturation that you are in. It doesn't matter what your career is, what your lifestyle choices are. This is going to apply to you in some way. And frankly. It is our common enemy. And as I go through this episode, okay, what I want to say is that. It is not intended to offend anyone. It's not intended to attack any secular group. It's not intended to do anything of, of, of harm, okay? If anything, it is to highlight our common enemy, something that must be worked on. And if it does make you uncomfortable, that is good. And I'm glad I did because it is something that is not only going to save this generation but it's going to save subsequent generations and that common enemy is of course you already probably know by the name of the episode is the obesity epidemic and typically on the during human paradox we talk about the 26 tools that are going to enable us to unlock human potential and and create a a more sustainable and optimal human performance in the future okay so that's taking athlete or elite athlete level status and being so maniacal with the details that we that we really tease out facts from fiction to truly realize how we are going to begin to progress. Now, for those of you that have been with us for quite some time, you are probably wondering, OK, so why the switch up? Why are we almost changing directions and talking about the complete opposite of the topic and One thing we have to realize together is that the only we are better together, frankly, but the only way that we can truly move forward is to begin to understand the threats that our common enemies share. And. Obesity. In 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 the modern age, okay, is. Causing us to lose. And I don't know about you all, but I do not like losing. They, it is challenging the laws of physiology. It is derailing our technological and health understanding. It may be driving a better understanding of lifestyle habits. But it is blunting progress. And that is a problem. And it is a problem because if we do not do something now. It is not only a threat to us, but is it is a threat to subsequent generations. And I know that those of you out there have someone that you love. You have someone that you care about. You have people that you want to see thrive, that you want to see do good. That could be a brother. That could be a sister. That could be a daughter. It could be a son. It could be a mother. It could be a father. It could be a coworker. It could be a lover. It could be the person that you see at the grocery store every day that you have casual conversation with that, that, that doesn't make you feel invisible. It could be the people that you see at the gym. It could be your 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 circle and your sports team, whoever it is, understandably that in some way this topic affects them. Okay. And the better that we understand it, the more that we bring it to the to the to the to the forefront, to the surface, and begin to clear it out, the better chances that we have. Okay. And by sheer definition, okay, the obesity epidemic is not just confined to one specific group now we are specifically talking in america because i'm american that's where i live that's where i focus the other countries i'm sorry we're not focused on you right now okay because frankly it's more of an issue on the home front and they will 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 deal with everyone else when the time comes okay so your time will come it is particularly troublesome okay amongst children in America. Now, this is probably where some of you are going to get uncomfortable, where you're going to squirm a little bit or where the topic is going to seem like, you know, it's not something that you want to hear. But uh, but if you care about your children, if you care about the future generation, then it needs to be said. And we can no longer pretend like it doesn't exist, because whether we. Have dismissed our own personal capability or our own personal longevity whatever age you are the truth is the next generation is is who is going to carry the torch so it's important that we understand what is going to be a significant threat to them so as per the latest data from the center for disease control and prevention the cdc approximately 13.7 million children and adolescents okay now when we talk about that number that's children and adolescents between the age of two to 19. All right, so think about that number for a second. Between the ages of two to 19 in the United States are affected by obesity, okay? That translates to roughly 18% or a little bit over 18% of the population. The alarming rate is a striking indicator of a serious health concern okay but why it is a striking indicator of serious health concerns because childhood obesity is not just about excess body weight we're not talking about just like baby fat or what happens when the hormonal process begins to transfer over we mentioned from prepubescent to to the to the stages of puberty to postpubescence to even even to the maturation process okay we're not talking about the natural hormonal stages and reflections throughout the aging process it is a precursor to several health conditions and this is where the issue truly arises and why this is so important to to talk about on the opposite side of what we normally discuss because <clears throat> those precursors include diabetes heart disease, and, and I mean, many other chronic illnesses. Okay. So if we don't know, heart disease is the number one killer in America, you know, we're talking about above anything else. And, um, if that doesn't get you worried, if that doesn't alarm you, it should, because that's something that can affect every single one and every single thing that you care about. So, I mean, these, just these statistics, sorry, word is difficult for me to say, it just, uh, it, it, sparks the urgent need for a collective effort, you know, to, to reverse a trend and more importantly, safeguard the health of our future generations. Because frankly, that is what, that is why I created the Dear Human Paradox. That is why I talk about what I talk about so frequently. If for those of you that have been around long enough, whenever I open the episode from the beginning, <clears throat> uh, over a hundred episodes ago, <clears throat> I would typically say, the next stage of evolution to secure a happier and healthier future for the next generation. Because what is life if we can't create a better quality of it for the next generation? Frankly, that's why we all exist because a brave few that came before all of us did the same. They dedicated their lives to this idea of creating a happier, healthier generation. And I'm not sure. Okay. To speak on the philosophy of that, if that process has gotten lost, or if it's been diminished, or if it's just somewhere out in limbo, okay? But right now, each and every single one of us have the ability to, to carry the torch, to to then pass it on, and to see how, ways that we can create a, a better quality of life, you know? And, it, and it's not going to be easy, okay? I'm not going to sit here and, and try to pretend like it's going to be easy, but there are simple ways to just start now. But the fact is, the obesity epidemic is not just confined to our children. It's also greatly impact, impacting us, <clears throat> middle-aged adults. <clears throat> Excuse me. So according to the CDC, right, just five years ago, okay, because I, I won't ever look at data from, from earlier than five years, just, just so that it, that it is updated as far as the national guidelines go. The prevalence of obesity was 42.4% just five years ago in 2018. Okay, And the prevalence of severe obesity was nine point two percent among adults. Okay, The prevalence of obesity uh, was higher in in middle aged adults compared to younger adults. So younger adults were looking at 40 percent. And middle aged adults, we're talking about 44.8 percent. So we look at a spectrum. Okay, So if we say that children are from children and adolescents are from the age two to 19 young adults, We would be saying from roughly age twenty to twenty-nine, and then uh, middle-aged adults from thirty to forty-nine. Okay, so from from twenty to twenty-nine, we're looking at forty percent, and from thirty to from from thirty to forty-nine, we're looking at forty-four point eight percent. So if we give an average, we're looking at forty-two point four percent. That is almost half. If you want me to round down, sure. Forty percent. Okay. That means three people in a room. Okay, three people in a room. One of them are severely obese. The other is obese. The other one is now nah, whatever they decide to be <laughs> normal. I guess I don't know. But this just mirrors a, a worrying trend. Okay, and if you hey, if you can't tell by the the tone of my voice yet, obviously it's something that I'm concerned about because the enemy is out there. It's still running very ramply and it, and it fires me up. Okay. So <clears throat> it's, it's, it, it, there's a lot of us that are significantly affected by this. Okay. And again, I'm not saying this to talk bad about someone's lifestyle. I'm not saying this to talk bad about where you are in your situation. Obviously there are going to be um, curve balls, wrenches, significant factors that to, to where that number is affected or what makes a person beast. Okay. But that doesn't negate the fact that those same health factors do not occur in children. And, you know, these numbers serve as a stark reminder that it's it is crucial. The most crucial thing for us to do right now is to adopt healthier lifestyles and make informed dietary choices. Whether or not you personally feel like it's necessary. Recognize that all of us in that middle group are role models we serve as examples of what to follow for that next generation we can't we cannot ask them from a from a moral standpoint from a psychological perspective to eat healthier to do better to be more quote-unquote locked in if we are not locked in ourselves if we are not doing what what should be done to minimize these numbers okay and it's never too late to start making changes and no step towards better health is too small. We cannot blame large conglomerate companies. We can't blame McDonald's. We can't blame Amazon. We can't blame social media. You can't blame technology because frankly, none of that stuff has power if you don't use it. In fact, all of those things can give us what I'm not sure about McDonald's. Okay. So this take that one out. <laughs> okay. But uh, our technological and medical advancement and applications have made it more possible to begin recognize and recognizing these numbers to attack these uh to attack the diseases and the problems at the root cause but but the the what's the element that's missing there that i believe is the follow through uh because access economy isn't going to change okay okay so access economy for those of you that don't know it just describes what 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 access to things that we have? Okay, so, so access economy obviously is going to be higher in first world countries, and as you get more from from the city and you get more into urban locations, or you get more into um, <clears throat> countries where the po- where the poverty is higher, then obviously the access economy is going to be diminished. <clears throat> so the access economy is is, is arguably relative to. The the prevalence of chronic disease, arguably, and I say arguably, because we because we have greater access, that means we can also increase our awareness. That means we can also increase our proactive preventative measures. And from a macro perspective, we can increase and strengthen robust health policies to combat obesity, not just amongst the middle aged adults, but amongst children as well and frankly i'll say this and you'll probably quote me in another 10 20 years education is just not enough at this point in history at this point in time we need more follow through th- more follow through we need more follow through from our age bracket because what we fail to recognize is that not only is it up to us but we sh- we serve as a mirror to the next generations of how we carry, of, of how to carry that torch of public health. <clears throat> and one thing before I continue <laughs> on my TED Talk, thanks for coming, is that uh, talk about the word uh, epidemic, okay? Because you'll frequently, Henry, discuss my enemy being the obesity epidemic, okay? So an epidemic, by definition, is a term used in public health to refer to an occurrence of disease that is temporarily of high prevalence. Now that phrase is so powerful that I want to read it again. All right. An epidemic is by definition a term used in public health to refer to an occurrence of disease that is temporarily of high prevalence. That's one That's one of three things that I wrote down. And the reason why I wrote that down word for word is because I I didn't want to mess it up. I didn't want to forget. I didn't want to. I didn't want to do like how I usually do in the episodes and ad lib. I didn't just want to talk off the cuff. I wanted to say that phrase verbatim. Because there is one word specifically in there that I wanted to ensure that when I got wrapped up in the mix of this whole thing and got really passionate about it, that I did not forget. And that word is temporarily of high prevalence, temporarily of high prevalence, temporarily. Now, in order for this to be temporary, we must recognize the duty that we have in front of us. The numbers are rising. They are higher than ever. I don't say that to make anyone squirm. I don't say that to make anyone uncomfortable. I don't say that to incite any fear tactics. And I don't say that just to say it. I say that because the data, the research, the statistics, of these large scale organizations don't lie. In fact, if you felt like they lied, I challenge you to do this. Go to a public location during peak hours. You know, that could be, I don't know, the supermarket. It could be a coffee shop. It could be a grocery store. Go somewhere. I think a supermarket and a grocery store are like the same thing, whatever. Go to a public location, okay? Go to a public location at peak hours and count. Count people and just sheer now this is going to seem really shallow, okay? But if you don't trust the numbers, if you don't trust the data and statistics about people who are extremely more intelligent than us that do this all every single day for for decades, okay, use your own eyes, okay? Look around. Because you can look at you you can look at the, the prevalence, you can look at the epidemic there in our face. Now I'm not telling you to go up to that person and say something about it. But I'm saying if you if you want to compare your own instincts and your own intuition with the data at hand and you are passionate about this and you want to help the next generation, you want to see your kids or your kids, kids, your kids, 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 kids actually prosper, then these things are important to do. Look to see. Who you perceive to be obese, and if you want to see if you want to know what that looks like, go to the CDC's website, look at some images. Look at some numbers, look at some data, and then compare and contrast. Because that's the most powerful way this is really going to set in if for some reason that we looked around and we thought, like, hmm, you know, this is a lie. All these numbers don't make sense. Or that isn't true. There is no obesity epidemic. This could never happen. The numbers aren't going up. Okay. I encourage you and I challenge you to go look for yourself. Okay. Because if we expect that this isn't doesn't exist then all we need to do is look around, and if we if we want this to be temporary, okay, if we truly want to enable the next stage of evolution, recognizing that 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 act of t- temporariness, <laughs> temp- tempor- temporarily, uh, whatever whatever the the actives of that would be, uh, if we want that to be temporary, uh, then if we want to begin to lower that prevalence, then we got to we it has to start by acknowledging it. And <clears throat> it's no secret that it's higher than what's expected. Now, typically, epidemics can be confined to a specific locale, spread across countries, continents, uh, and eventually become pandemic. Hopefully, we don't have to, we don't have to get there to back to pan, pandemic realm again, right? Because I'm sure that I can speak on behalf of a lot of us that we don't want to go revisit that. Okay, but obesity clearly is an as an example of an epidemic, right? That, that's that's not a surprise. It's been around for and the And But the, the, the shocking thing is that not only is the prevalence, ra- prevalence rapidly increasing amongst middle aged groups, OK, because that was the primary concern initially. Now, the, the 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 concern is that it's amongst childhood as well. Childhood, obesity epidemic. And that's where I get concerned because I love the kids, okay? Not in that weird sort of way, okay? I, I probably shouldn't have said that, but I have, I have a, uh, a true soft spot for the next generation because I know what it's like to be uh, in a space where you don't have the tools or the resources that you want or that you need to, to scale yourself. To, do you have a passion about something and you have no idea how to, how how to work at that. You you don't know how to move forward. Uh, and as a young athlete, you know I had such a strong passion for human performance, and I obviously didn't call it that at the time. I don't really know or remember what I called it, but uh, I always had this drive to be in great shape. I always had this drive to be the best at what I did, or be and to to be in 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 a peak performing environment you know I couldn't put in I couldn't not I couldn't nominate it but as I got older I began to nominate and I never lost that passion but I recognized when in my youth I didn't have the tools I didn't have the resources I didn't know about numbers I didn't know about statistics I didn't know what that translated to and I didn't look at things as a pandemic I didn't look at things as an epidemic and I didn't I couldn't put names to what these things were but now I recognize that the people who are going to be carrying the torch for those like me when I was in my youth and, and how I'm transitioning now uh, and those who are going to really solidify this next stage of evolution. Those who are going to to be able to stand on our shoulders the the and, and have a more robust infrastructure all around are those in that age in that age range, the two to 19. So with now recognizing that it's important that we give them the tools and the resources to be able to then capitalize on, on a strong foundation. Okay? So, with that being said, there are a couple things that we could do right now, today, not yesterday, not tomorrow, not on January 1st, as of December 20th, when this was recorded, okay, today, to begin to combat our common enemy. And I won't take the time to say all of them today. But the first one is the acknowledgement. We must acknowledge that this exists. We must acknowledge that the numbers are rising and we must acknowledge that not only is it affecting us as in this middle age bracket, but it it is affecting our children and the youth as well. And by first Acknowledging that there is a problem. It opens the door for a solution. And though the solution is going to be ongoing, at least that door is now open. <clears throat> now, when we walk through that door, <laughs> all hell going to break loose. <laughs> OK, but recognize that word that I mentioned earlier. Temporarily, the numbers right now are rising But each and every single one of us have the ability to blunt that number, to inhibit that number, to prevent that number from rising and then reverse it, begin to decrease it. But we can only do that together. And it starts with the acknowledgement. That it does exist. Okay, so that is going to be all for today's episode. As much as I would like to recap on everything we covered, 80% of it, I don't remember. (laughs) So I have to go listen to it. And as we go through into part two, again, I challenge and encourage you all to take the information in this episode. Don't just allow it to fall to the wayside. Don't just allow it to linger in your mind and then go anywhere. The best information is the information that we apply that we put into application and actually use and this is something as i stated that is going to affect each and every single one of us in some way because that next generation is going to determine our longevity it's going to determine what the life looks like for the next 50 75 100 100 plus years and if we don't act now I don't even have to say what's going to happen because I think we already know. But share it. Discuss it. Don't just let it slide by. Okay. if you have any questions, reach out to me. If you'd like to discuss this more, I'll be happy to. But until that time. Always forward.